podcast 143 is entitled Old Man River, and it's really a message from George, and so it's therefore really part two, but a shorter part, a kind of extended afterthought to podcast 142. And the message from George takes the form of an evocation of uh, the remarkable song Old Man River from the musical Showboat by Jerome Kern and um, Oscar Hammerstein. I believe that's right. And uh, I've been taken up quite recently by a second viewing of the 1936 version of that. You know, there were three versions for what it's worth, and the one that often people see is the later one with Ava Gardner and Howard Keel in Technicolor, but I find it flat compared to the extremely emotional and also um, very large uh, interpretation of Showboat that James Whale, the director of Bride of Frankenstein, put on film in 1936. And the message of that movie, which is a message for the whole world, is that with all the comings and goings of the generations and the um, moving up and the moving down and the tragic um, checkmates and then the sudden surprising shootings forward of human beings and in this case actors and actresses and uh, black people and white people because the play is heartrendingly um, referring to racism of the late 19th century on the Mississippi River, and yet also the um, the uh, acquiescence and great attitude in relationship to misfortune on the part of show folk. The whole thing is brilliant and moving, and underneath it is a kind of, gosh, it sounds profoundly uh, um, pretentious to say, a basso profundo of the river. And when Paul Robeson sings Old Man River, which James Whale has placed in a really um, sort of Eisenstein-type montage, it's really wonderful because underneath all the ebbing and the flowing of human experience and human lives and human love is the river, Old Man River. He just keeps on rolling along. And... um, I'd like to talk about how the river works in terms of death resurrection or in terms of um, checkmate and hope, in terms of paralysis and recovery uh, in the most personal terms um, and the most heartfelt terms that the movie Showboat with its very soulful rolling evocation of um, the... uh, the life force, call it Bergson's life force, but I would also call it the soul of the universe. I would also call it um, George. I would also call it the Holy Spirit. And do see uh, Simeon Zal's uh, talk uh, recently at the Mockingbird Conference, which is now up on uh, emotion in Protestantism, which is really about the, ultimately about the way that the spirit, the the great river uh, pans itself out or comes to fruition in human emotion in relation to theology. But um, I have really been engaging of recently with an example of sort of old man river that is uh, very, um, 
you all say it's eccentric, uh, but to me it's um, very meaningful. And I tried to give it to you in the opening music of podcast 143 and we'll conclude with something relevant to it and it's the unusual um recent career of los straitjackets well before you kind of say oh i can't believe he's talking about that again um there's been a development there's been a development there is some new work being produced there is uh some new and unusual and to my way of thinking very artistic and uh beautiful uh new work just now coming forth from low straitjackets. I don't want to go into a big uh, sort of deal uh, assessment of the life and work of the American instrumental rock and roll guitar group called low straitjackets. But I will say this, that something is definitely, uh, Aslan is on the move. Um, Old Man River is rolling along uh, despite the um, ebbings and the flowings of the uh, flotsam and the jetsam. Uh, because you remember, I talked about it, uh, Danny Amos became terribly ill, one of the two guitarists, and I've stood actually six inches away from his face at one point, or it felt like six inches, it was probably more like two and a half feet when I was in the audience up close to Los Jackets once, and they were playing, and he... Uh, was playing so brilliantly with the other members of the band and he became very ill a few years ago and had to drop out to receive treatments which I believe have been successful and um, while he's not playing uh, as uh, completely with the band's touring schedule as he was he's featured from time to time he's still playing and it's wonderful when he does and he was very involved in their new um, album which I talked about Jet Set Something about that kind of um, wound that happens to an organism either gores you and you're down for the count. Do you remember that Miami Vice episode, the two-parter called Down for the Count? Well, you can get down for the count, and a lot of people are um, gored by um, a midlife or even an early life crisis. Sometimes it's an early, early life, and they never recover. Sometimes it's, uh, I was reading about a Russian um, intellectual in the uh, sort of early, late 19th century who lost his job at the court and was permanently disillusioned and never recovered. And it was important because his daughter uh, turned out to be one of the most famous um, dancers, I believe, in the history of ballet. And so, in a sense, a recovery was made. But you can, I know this intimately, personally, you can be gored by um, a checkmate and it can really leave you by the road and you never recover. Whether it happens when you're eight or whether it happens when you're 58, it's very possible to happen. And when uh, Low Straight Jackets, and I know nothing of the internal life of it, Danny, his illness had to be taken aboard and he's recovered. But there's new music coming out of that group and the new music is statuesque and it's really something to kind of um, take some kind of inner chemical relief and hope, kind of the chalice, the elixir of life occurs in relationship to some of their new music. Now, let me just say what it is. It's very um, 
easy to enjoy, and there's nothing sort of heavy about it. There's no meaning. I mean, Eddie Angel would be the first to say, and Eddie Angel is my God. Oh my gosh, he is my God. And he'd be the first to say that if it's not fun, it's not worth a darn thing. And please, you know, you know, heaven forfend any kind of intellectual uh, importation. And I agree with that. But the, the music itself stands, and it's wonderful. <clears throat> and some of the new music includes, for example, the... Uh, single that I just um, played called Let's Spend the Night Together, which is a cover of a wonderful old Rolling Stones uh, single. And uh, the singer is Sarah Borges, and she's from Massachusetts. And that is an amazing production uh, that I played from every point of view. It's fabulous music. And I think the B-side of it is called Wild Romance. And what I notice is in the production is the... uh, the softness of the guitar sound, the professional um, uh, engineering of it such that it doesn't overwhelm. And there's nothing hard or um, kind of congealed. Sometimes with groups that are attempting to replicate or um, kind of fine-tune with modern engineering techniques, an ancient sound like Link Ray or whatever it is, uh, they, it's great. But sometimes, as uh, one of my correspondents to the podcast has said, it, it can lack soul because it seems a little – it seems too perfect. And uh, these uh, songs with Sarah Borges uh, are just amazing. And I really recommend you consider going to Fall River. I think she and Les Jackets have a gig in early June in Fall River, which is near to where she's from. And uh, golly, I hope I can get up there to see it. Uh, I notice it because it's 10 o'clock. So they're, they must have some vim and vigor. And uh, this uh, beautiful music uh, is also reflected in their most recent but one single that um, is uh, called um, Friday in My Mind. And it was, um, I'll conclude the podcast with Friday in My Mind, which is a cover of a song by an Australian rock group from the 60s that was quite successful, uh, believe it or not, uh, entitled, um, I think the group was called The Easy Beats, and they had a song called Friday in My Mind that you'll recognize as soon as you hear the um, the instrumental version of it, but it's just fabulous. I mean, just taking this. I think they did it in connection with an, Aust- an Australian tour down under, and they did this as kind of a love song to the Australian scene. However, whatever they they reasons, it is great. They have made it their own, which is the real mark of Old Man River. He takes the great love light of uh, the divine grace of the gift of uh, of creativity in the Holy Spirit, and he uses who you are, and then he brings out of that something like Friday on my mind, which I'll play at the end. And um, I sometimes wonder whether something very profound but unstated and completely uncontrived uh, or uh, un, uh, sort of articulated in the way I might, you know, as kind of a theologian and uh, whatever it is that we do on these podcasts that I do there's uh, something has happened because this music is free and it's a little softer. It's a little less uh, kind of set in stone or or in solution. And um, Friday in My Mind is a great example of it. Then there's Surf 49. I think that's a little older, a year or two back, which they took a kind of a 1970s funky sound uh, and they made it their own, Surf 49. And um, then they took Rainy Night in Georgia, that incredible late 60s Brooke Benton song, which I have incredibly heart-rent memories of. And they uh, took that and turned that into something very kind of wonderful and lyrical and sad and yet also just plain beautiful. And finally, (coughs) 
I think just in the connection, a couple of weeks ago I was in New York on Record Store Day. Did you know that Record Store Day uh, is something that's really catching on? And I won't go into that, but I happened to be in New York on Record Store Day at a place that celebrates Record Store Day. And the Lestrade Jackets released another piece of new material with Freddie Cannon, of all people. And uh, it's kind of a homage to um, the Red Sox. And uh, it had a kind of surprising um, affinity to an historic moment, but it wasn't intended that way, I don't think. Uh, uh, you'll hear it. Uh, I think one is called Red Sox Nation and something else. And they, uh, it, it's pure low straight jackets, but against the uh, collaboration of Freddie Cannon to produce something really um, marvelous. I mean, you know, you, you could say facetious, but it's not at all facetious. It's a song by a fan that has a great, great um, kind of synthetic uh, uh, track, instrumental track. It's just wonderful. Well, I could go on and on about uh, Low Straight Jackets. If you look up Wild Romance, uh, which I've already mentioned, if you look up Friday in My Mind, the former being with Sarah Borges, you'll find something. You can get all these on uh, um, iTunes, actually YouTube as well, and I think the Freddie Cannon has not been released yet that I'm aware of, but you can look it up on uh, the internet and you can at least hear part of it. Now, this is really something, because what you're seeing here is a group of uh, guys who've been playing for a long time now. I mean, I'm looking at all their material as I say this, and then something, you know, extremely a goring happens and uh, you can lose it and uh, something out of that has occurred now it may well be connected with an additional new member of the band i believe his name is greg townsend t a w n s o n he's wonderful and um it may be that the chemistry there has changed something it may have something to do with age it may have something to do with with and who knows what it has to do with but it's happening and it's a real uh, it's a happening thing to quote uh, the peanut butter conspiracy and i want you to really think about this because it's it's about you and me when i um listen to the brand new uh fresh youthful but not um Remotely artificial work of Les Straight Jackets today with their current lineup and all that they've been through, I say to myself, you know, this is something because it, it says something to me. It says something that uh, you can recover, uh, that you can find a way out of uh, this being left by the wayside to die. You might call this the Good Samaritan of the divine life in human history or in your history. As I said before, George is kind. I looked up the uh, Way Out episode, which you can, by the way, see the whole thing on YouTube, Dissolve to Black, the Roald Dahl Way Out episode from long ago. And that is one eerie, uh, one eerie um little 24-minute segment, but George, the diabolical George, is he real? Who is he? Let's turn him into someone good. Let's say that there's a George up in the control room, and let's, like the Truman Show, remember? But he's not the, um, a fake human being, just a bigger human being as the Wizard of Oz, you know. He is, behind the curtain is George, and George is, uh, you can't pin him down, but he is really uh, working for our good. He's not working for our ill. And to me, the recent history of Low Straight Jackets conveys that in, 
in uh, fine point. And uh, I'm just very struck that as we come and we go, and we go up and we down, and the we go up the ladder to the roof, or we are hit by something professionally, personally, in our lives, our marriages, our children, our parents, death, illness, disappointment, depression, and we now begin to go down the uh, elevator, sorry, the escalator, and we see all the others we bumped, and uh, we can remember very uh, shatteringly that the Old Man River is in fact um, working for our good, and the new work of Los Straitjackets, to me, is a radical case in point. Here's Friday on my mind.